You're listening to Orange County's only station with critical business information, Critical Mass, with your host, Rick Franzi. Welcome to Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. This business talk show airs live on Tuesdays at 4 p.m. If you're listening to this show in the future as a podcast, then we'd say thank you for making our program a part of your busy day and encourage you to consider listening to the program live during our broadcast time, heard exclusively here on octalkradio.net. This show is brought to you by Succession Strategies, Commerce National Bank, and Smart Business Magazine. The goal for this show is to help you, our listening audience, make better decisions. If you're listening to the program live today and you would like to participate in the conversation, either because you're online right now waiting for my interview with Jim Williams, General Manager for Eagle Rider Motorcycle Rentals. Say that fast three times. Eagle Rider Motorcycle Rentals. Then hold on, because we're going to have Jim on the show in about 20 or 25 minutes. Our first guest, who we're going to get to in just a minute, is Jack Quinn Davidson, first vice president of Independence Bank. But I was saying, if you are listening to us live and you may want to be a part of the conversation, it's really simple. Find the community chat room section of octalkradio.net's website. Log in with your Twitter handle. This will bring you to the nerve center to our producer for today's show, Paul Roberts. And by communicating with him, he'll bring to my screen, just on the other side of the screen, uh, to my attention, maybe your thoughts or questions or ideas, and I can work them into one of the two interviews that we have planned for today's program. I've asked Jacqueline to be on the show to share with you her work in the nonprofit sector of Orange County. You know, Independence Bank believes in a strong and vibrant local community, and they strive to reinvest in the communities in which they serve. And so I think today our conversation with Jacqueline is not only about Focusing on a niche such as nonprofits, but also how her work is enabling her bank to deliver on their mission and commitment. So let's turn our attention to Jacqueline. Welcome to Critical Mass. Well, thanks, Rick. Th- thank you so much for your welcome. Let's start very simply. Uh, ask you to talk a little bit about your professional experience, sort of, we say here on the program sometimes, your path to Independence Bank. Well, I've been in banking for over 10 years in Orange County. I started out with a a large California bank and then a few other uh, smaller community banks. I got into banking uh, through a friend who thought I was a strong community leader and introduced me to the CEO of the bank who said, we can teach you banking, but we can't teach you how, how you are in the community. And he was right. Um, I've had my own business in the entertainment industry for about 20 years. We worked with commercial productions in Los Angeles, Orange, and San Diego counties. We rented motorhomes to production companies, and they were gutted out for production offices, for makeup and wardrobe areas, or for celebrities to hang out. And we specialized in commercial and print advertising shoots. Um, Our clients were from all over the world, so we were able to meet a lot of people around the world and uh, many celebrities, and I have lots of stories on those. (laughs) 
I'm also uh, a mediator and an arbitrator, and I have volunteered uh, mediation time for the ADR, or Alternative Dispute Resolution Panel, of the Los Angeles Superior Court f since 1998. Uh, prior to that, I worked at J. Walter Thompson Advertising Agency, and when I first came to California, and my first professional job was as an art teacher in Wisconsin, so I'm a cheesehead. To me, I believe my varied background and being a business owner myself, that my philosophy on building banking relationships has become more attractive to my clients. My clients consider me a part of their decision team, um, and that team is, in my mind, their banker, their CPA, their attorney, and their financial planner. We all work together for the advancement of our clients' mutual goals. That's really important to have those um, professionals, some of the most trusted advisors that a business owner or, or an executive director has on the same page with you know what they're trying to get accomplished. So I'm glad to hear you say in the role of the banking trusted advisor, you bring those groups together to help your clients. Can you tell us about your firm, Independence Bank? You know, wh why are you there? What makes the firm, the bank, from your perspective, different in the marketplace? And give us a better sense for those who might not be familiar with Independence Bank, a little bit more about your bank. Absolutely. I think most importantly, Independence Bank works with our clients to form a banking relationship for their needs. We don't walk in there with a, a box and ask our clients to fit in that box. We, what we do is we go to our, our, our clients and we talk about what their needs are, understand their business, before we even go into our big sales speech of <laughs> come to Independence Bank. We want to know about you and your business first. And in my, in my life, that's always been a really important thing, to listen to people and listen to what they have to say about what they're doing in their lives. Um, Independence Bank is a full-service community bank. We provide uh, business banking and lending solutions as well as personal banking. Our headquarters is in Newport Beach, California, with four offices in Newport Beach, San Juan Capistrano, Fountain Valley, and Tustin. We're active in many com uh, community uh, organizations through volunteering as well as through uh, giving back uh, financial contributions. Currently, we support more than 50 organizations, both financially and with volunteer efforts. Um, I have a list of 50, and I'm certain my, your, your um, listeners don't want to hear all of those, but they can see them on our website. <laughs> That's quite an extensive list, 50. Can you, um, could you just give us a couple names, maybe you know, scanning through the list of 50, and just for our audience, maybe some of them are actually involved in these organizations as well? Absolutely. Um, we work with the AIDS Service Foundation of Orange County, the American Heart Association, American Red Cross, Boys and Girls Clubs in a number of different regions, um, Cystinosis Research Foundation, um, the Susan G. Komen Breast Cancer Foundation, Orangewood, uh, Orange Coast Memorial Hospital, um, Seroptimus International, Second Harvest Food Bank. So, so we it, Kiwanis. We have a number of um, Kiwanis Club contacts, and also the Ocean Institute in, in Dana Point. 
So we have a lot of different organizations that we not only get our officers at the bank are involved at a at a higher level in the organization, usually on the board of directors um, or in a, a key volunteer position. And then we also get involved financially. You know, there are so many worthy uh, nonprofits on on Wednesday in this time slot here on octalkradio.net. I know you know, and I'm just saying for the audience as well, we do, I've just started doing a critical mass, a version of the critical mass radio show focused on nonprofit organizations here in Orange County. So I'm sure there's going to be some future guests, ladies and gentlemen, from this list of 50 that Jacqueline has just shared some of the names with us here today on the program. I'll look for your, your help to have them on our program. Absolutely. You know, we're going to take a quick sponsorship timeout, and uh, when we come back, I wonder if you'd be able to share an answer to this question, which is sort of what we talked about in the newsletter that I sent out. You know, if you could share the unique needs of nonprofits as it, you know, as it relates to banking services, I know this is, a, this is both a passion of yours to help these organizations, but it's also the niche that you have developed your banking brand, your personal banking brand around. So I'm very interested to kind of under, learn from you both their needs and then also, you know, how you chose and focused on the nonprofit sector initially as well. So hold on, Jacqueline. We're going to get to that and other questions for her today here on Critical Mass Radio Show. But as I said, we're going to take a short sponsorship time out and spend a little bit of time with a couple of our sponsors. Can we talk about your family business? You know, that thing you put your whole life's blood, sweat, and tears into? Well, what happens when you retire or try and pass that business on to your children? At Succession Strategies, we can help you find the answers. We'll guide you through the unsettling process of protecting your family legacy and successfully passing your business on to the next generation, safely and securely ensuring that it'll both survive and thrive for generations to come. So ask yourself just one question. Can I really afford to wait? Take the first step. Take our complimentary self-assessment at SuccessionStrategies.com or call us at 714-560-9022 to set up a free consultation at your convenience. That's Succession-Strategies.com Succession-Strategies.com Succession planning for your family's continued success. It takes 12 years to create a graduate. It takes about the same time to create a dropout. And at the end of the day, the difference between a child becoming one or the other could be you. So United Way is asking you to make a pledge. Tutor a child who needs help. Mentor a kid who needs someone on their side. Volunteer to read to children. Because when a child advances, we all advance. Be a reader. Tutor or mentor. Give. Advocate. Volunteer. Live United. Take the pledge now at liveunited.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. 
Welcome back to Critical Mass Radio Show. Jack Quinn Davidson, first vice president with Independence Bank, is our first guest. Before the break, we said we're going to ask you to talk about kind of the unique needs that nonprofits here in Orange County have and as it relates to their relationship with their bank. I wonder if you could give us the benefit of a bit of your knowledge and expertise in this area, please. Absolutely. Well, I, I've been real fortunate to say nonprofit banking is my specialty and has been since I started my banking career 10 years ago. Um, approximately 70% of my business is with nonprofit organizations. I really got into it in banking. Um, there was a need for it because many nonprofit organizations are with uh, a bank that doesn't understand what their needs and um, specific changes are in their cycle of business, if you will. Um, so I've been lucky to have held leadership roles and chair of the board or on the board of directors in many organizations over the past 30 years myself, and, and they have been with the American Heart Association, Charity for Charities, um, Susan G. Komen, Girl Scouts, Women's Philanthropy Fund, um, Women's Philanthropy Fund Financial Literacy, uh, Project Access, WISE, and Seroptimus are some of them. Um, because of this experience, Rick, I understand the needs of the nonprofit client. Um, they are a business, just like any other business, uh, but their leadership is, is, is different than most businesses. They do have a CEO or executive director, and that person reports to the board of directors, just like a regular business. But the nonprofit board of, director, board of directors excuse me, is made up of volunteers, and these volunteers generally have a, a two-year term. Um, sometimes it's one year, usually it's two years, and sometimes they're uh, re-elected for another two years. But logistically, they need to change all the documentation with their bank. Uh, they have to have new signatures. They have to have uh, completely new documentation for their account or accounts. The other thing that um, many nonprofit organizations don't understand is that they can use a, a savings vehicle in the bank as well as their operating account, and they can transfer money back and forth and cash management, if you will. Um, I'm also available to them 24-7, and that's, that's literally true. <laughs> uh, um, my clients can reach me whether they're a nonprofit or not, but they can reach me any time of the day or night. In fact, I get calls um, on the weekends when a client is having an event. If I'm not able to be there, they may call and ask me questions about, oh, who knows, the credit card processing, you know, fill in the blanks. <laughs> so so there are, I'm always available 24-7. And, and they appreciate that. They appreciate being able to get a, get a hold of me personally and not a, a machine. I would have to think your comfort level and understanding of their needs goes a long way when you're talking to either the executive director or the person that's running the finance department or maybe the person on the board who's responsible for the finances. I mean, last week I had a, uh, on our Coast to Coast show on Thursdays uh, a, a woman who's running a property management company out of Phoenix, and, and she too deals with a lot of volunteer boards on homeowners associations, and you really have to do a lot as a service provider 
to organizations that have a volunteer board to sort of cover the fact that they're not a full-time person. They're, this is their giving of their time, and they can't really be expected to do the same things as if they were a paid employee or executive of the firm. Absolutely. So let's let's turn the, the, the conversation a little bit um, and ask, what challenges, or maybe just one, find a cha- think about a challenge that you're currently facing in your profession working with nonprofits here in Orange County and, and help our audience to both check and understand the challenge but also what you're doing to address that challenge. Sure. Um, I guess I would have to say that a challenge is with myself and my clients is, in, is this, uh, the economy. And I'm certainly not alone on this. I'm sure you hear that a lot, and and your listeners hear that a lot. But with my clients, uh, primarily being nonprofit organizations, they're very concerned about their donations decreasing and continuing to make their organizations operate, giving the same amount of services they've provided in the past. Um, Many people are pulling back from their um, giving or making adjustments to their giving, and of course, my clients, the nonprofit organizations, are very concerned about this. In this, in these times, um, their job becomes more. They're doing more. They're providing more services because if they're if they're serving the uh, low economic community, they're actually providing more services with less donation. Um, so my job is to help the client understand or the prospect understand that Independence Bank is a strong, stable, and growing bank that truly cares about their business and that this is a good change for them. You know, that's part of the reason why we decided to launch the nonprofit show on Wednesdays because across the board with this recession, the demand for services provided by nonprofits has increased and and many times the resources with which they have to deliver those services is diminished. And those executive directors and boards are in a very challenging position by virtue of this latest recession. All right, two more questions, Jacqueline, and then we're going to conclude the interview. But you're not going to get off the interview without me asking you just a few more. The, the next one is let's talk about a really valuable lesson that you've learned in your career, but it might have come out of a time when it – in the moment, it felt very challenging or even painful. Sure, and, and something comes to mind immediately. It was a life-changing experience in my business. Um, earlier, I told you I had a business in the entertainment industry. It, it was very successful, and we had a number of employees, um, and we did very well. Um, our employees loved working for us because we were always fair we listened to them, and of course, we paid well. <laughs> Everybody loves that. We recognized our employees were our face of the business, and so we let them know how important they were to our success. We had a tremendous reputation in the industry, and on July 1st, 1998, I specifically remember the date, um, we were put out of business by the Teamsters Union nationally. Um, and what happened is the Teamster said anything with wheels could not be on a production site. So not to go into long details, but it was just a horrible experience when 
when you have your own business, and, and we were, like I said, 20 years in that business, when you have your own business, you think you are invincible and that really nothing can change that as long as you keep working hard and, and do a good job. Unfortunately, that wasn't the case, and um, we were we were blindsided by this by this contract from the Teamsters Union. So they that day, July first, nineteen ninety eight, they put myself and three hundred other people out of business with one contract. And um, since then, I've put the commercial production business out of California, and they're basically now in Nevada. Uh, Washington State and Arizona. So, I guess the one thing that that I learned was nobody can take away your reputation, your passion, and your work ethic. Um, every nothing else is really guaranteed. Um, my dad always said I could do whatever I put my mind to as long as I did it with integrity and passion. And I can't be a success unless I believe in what I do. And so this brought me to my new career. I believed that I could be a banker, <laughs> and it brought me to my new career. My my uh, belief in myself and what I can do brought me to my new career. That's an interesting story, and, and sort of the, the takeaway I have from that as well is that it, regardless of your business model in business, nothing's guaranteed. You don't really, you, mean, you can only control what you can control, and sometimes there are factors that are beyond your control that directly affect your business. Exactly. Hmm. Say someone out there today listening to this program says, I'd like to get in touch with Jacqueline, or I'd like to learn more about Independence Bank. How do they find you online or maybe contact you directly? Well, we have a website. It's www.independence-bank.net, and that's a dash, independence-bank.net. We're also on Facebook. Uh, We just started July 1st, so we're moving into this century. (laughs) Mm. Uh, I have a LinkedIn site personally, and I always welcome calls at my office at 949 Two six 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 zero two five, and there you'll also find my mobile number, which you can always reach me at. It's been a pleasure to have you on the program. Thank you for spending the time to be prepared to talk with us about banking and also your specific niche. Um, welcome to the Critical Mass community, and thanks for being a friend of the program. Thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. Have a good day. Take care. There's something happening out there today. All across America, we're seeing encouraging signs of economic recovery. Businesses are once again thinking about new growth, and new opportunities are emerging. But it raises the question, is your company positioned to take full advantage of the economic recovery and the opportunities it presents? Maybe it's time to ask, how has the recession impacted your business model? Is your business as relevant as it once was? Should you consider entering new markets or expanding into new categories? And what do customers really value about their relationship with you? The golden thread through all these questions and the answer to each and every one of them can be found in just one place. Your brand. 
It's much deeper than your logo and much bigger than your advertising. Your brand is the enabler of your entire business strategy. Rika's Baird is a brand strategy firm that can help. They specialize in business branding. They've helped hundreds of companies from startups to Fortune 500 leverage their brands to drive growth. They can do the same for yours. It's really quite simple. Find out more, just visit brandingbusiness.com. That's www.brandingbusiness.com. And plant the seed for economic growth. If you are an Orange County business executive, this message is for you. Do you ever feel isolated with no place to turn for advice or feedback? Who holds you accountable to your commitments in your company? Where do you find the right resources to help you and your company grow? If you have these questions, then Critical Mass for Business might be the answer for you. Critical Mass for Business is committed to helping you make better decisions. These are groups of peers running businesses just like you, providing a great sounding board to test ideas and concepts, review plan and goals, and present issues and opportunities for discussion. The result is improved strategy, accountability, people, and execution skills. If you are interested in learning more, go to www.criticalmassforbusiness.com and learn more about our executive peer group. Do you want a free analysis of your inbound marketing? Do you want it in 30 seconds or less? Then check out Marketing Grader, the free marketing tool from HubSpot. It's simple. Just go to marketinggrader.com Enter the URL that you want to analyze, and Marketing Grader will instantly give you a detailed report grading your lead generation, mobile marketing, social media, competitive benchmarking, and more. It's simple, it's powerful, and it's free. MarketingGrader.com. Welcome back to Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. This is one of three shows that we have in a critical mass radio show series. As I mentioned earlier, if you were listening to our earlier interview with Jack Quinn Davidson, the Wednesday show is called Critical Mass Nonprofit. It airs at 4 p.m. live here on octalkradio.net. The focus are worthy Southland nonprofit organizations featuring their message, their mission, and hopefully getting some exposure for an upcoming event that they might have planned for the coming few months. If you're interested, again, 4 p.m. on Wednesdays on octalkradio.net. On Thursday is our nationally syndicated show, which we call Critical Mass Coast to Coast. That program brings you thoughtful leaders from various business communities across the country, mid-market business owners and CEOs sharing their experiences and peer learning opportunities for you to pick up best practices from a variety of guests throughout the country. That show airs at 3 p.m., not 4 p.m., 3 p.m., here on octalkradio.net. All of our programs are available off Apple, iTunes, and other podcasting services. If you're the type of person who would rather listen to it after the fact, which we very much encourage and appreciate. Say, are you one of those type of people that want to take a vacation and do something different, or... 
Is your hobby and passion riding a motorcycle and you want to do it in California? Maybe take a trip up the coast, maybe just around Southern California, maybe down to San Diego for a day or out into the desert. My next guest, Jim Williams, who is general manager for the Newport Beach location of Eagle Rider Motorcycle Rentals, can help you. As a matter of fact, his firm in 1992 pioneered the Harley-Davidson motorcycle rental concept, as well as the guided motorcycle tour business. I've invited him on the program today because I think this is fascinating, and I hope you will enjoy talking about their business model as well as the experience you would have if you were to rent a motorcycle from Eagle Rider. Let's turn our attention now to our second and final guest today here on Critical Mass. Jim Williams, welcome to the radio program. Thank you, Rick. How are you doing today? I am doing well, my friend. How are you? Oh, awesome. Thank you, sir. Let's begin by, before we talk about Eagle Rider and the experience of renting a Harley and all the rest of that, let's learn a little bit about you. Talk to us about your background. What did you do before you came to Eagle Rider? <laughs> you know, Rick, I've had a, a diverse career. It started out in manufacturing back in my mid-20s. I built up a manufacturing company and... Uh, and I uh, had about 125 employees and eventually sold that, retired for a little bit, and then I got into the restaurant business, owned a restaurant for many years, sold that, and uh, then I went to work for myself as a uh, consultant, did some consulting work, had a networking business, uh, ended up in financial planning, retired, and uh, I went back to school, went back to Vanguard University and was just looking for a part-time job, and that's when I came to Eagle Rider. Taking classes at Vanguard? Yeah. And you're not, I mean, all that experience, somebody might think you're like 107 years old. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I've met him. He's not 107 years old. Some days I feel like I am, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. Okay, so, you know, I mentioned in the open that Eagle Rider pioneered this idea of renting Harley Davidsons and, and guided motorcycle tours, but give us a sense for what. Maybe someone who's not familiar with this concept or your brand, what is it that you do and what makes you different? Well, what we do is we rent motorcycles. Uh, we rent them by the day, the week, or the month, or however long people want to, to ride them. And we provide an opportunity for somebody either locally who doesn't have a motorcycle or somebody who's from across the country who's out here visiting who wants to ride up and down our coast. Or even more important and a bigger part of our business now is the people that we get from overseas, either Europe or Asia, um, people who come here, and all they want to do is ride a Harley-Davidson on Route 66. It's been something that, you know, it's that, uh, that dream, that image that they have of the rough-and-rider uh, rough American that's uh, that doing, that whole, uh, doing that whole ride. So uh, it's really awesome to, uh, to have those people come here. You know, we, we, we provide excellent service, and it's just, a, it's just we try to really give them, we try to exceed their expectations on, on, the, on their, uh, the dream that they have. And your location that you're the general manager for is it serves kind of Newport Beach, the Costa Mesa, Newport Beach, Southern California area. And I know that Eagle Rider is um, a larger organization with what? Is it a national footprint or does Eagle Rider, is, do they have an international footprint? Now? It's, it's an international organization. It has about 90 stores, most of which are franchises. And that's what we are. We're a franchise. Um, they still have a couple of corporate stores. But they're really worldwide. They have them in Europe and in Asia and in South America. And they're really being very aggressive in expanding, uh, not just to bring people over here, 
but so that Americans can go all over the world and do the same things that uh, Europeans want to do here. So I would imagine if someone came, you know, to Southern California, certainly a destination site for vacation travelers, and they had a great experience, then if they saw it and they wanted to do it in a different market and there was an Eagle Rider franchise there, that, that really helps the national and, right. Yeah, and, we, and we piggyback off each other. And, and, you know, motorcycle enthusiasts are very passionate. It's not just a lifestyle for them. It's a way of life. So um, part of, of their whole uh, vacation experience includes riding a motorcycle. And for us, I mean, what better way to see the world um, than riding on a couple wheels? That's, that's how we look at it. I've got a bunch of other questions, one of them specifically about kind of um, Eagle Riders brand promise. We're going to get to that in a second. But before I get there, as the general manager of this shop and in the other businesses that you've built as an entrepreneur and grown, can you share with our audience your overarching philosophy? We call it a guiding principle. What, what has been your guiding principle in these very different uh, endeavors? You know, I think uh, at this point, my guiding principle has always been to uh, to service the customer. We really, we have all, I have always emphasized service. Even when I had a manufacturing concern, I didn't sell to wholesalers. I sold direct to customers, so I could control their the service that we provided. So for us, um, the guiding principle is if we if we provide that service um, that exceeds their expectation. Our business can't help but grow, and it probably will grow uh, in a controlled fashion as opposed to just an uncontrolled type of a growth that we have. So uh, I, think, uh, I think that service, uh, you just can't underestimate uh, or overemphasize uh, what it provides. You know, that's a very clear thinking and, and um, easy-to-understand guiding principle. But in dealing with retail, dealing with the public, I'm sure you have, over your career, had that guiding principle tested either by an unreasonable customer or an unreasonable situation that you were expected to resolve in some way. So I'm sure you have not. I'm sure you've had that tested on occasion, Jim. You know, I think I think I had that tested the most when I owned my restaurant because uh, the rest putting food in your body is a very personal experience, and people. Uh, if something doesn't go right, they take it very personal. So when you have to diffuse a, a situation uh, in dealing with a person and, you know, that's upset at either the service or the food or whatever, you really, you know, you really learn how to take yourself out of the equation and really try to get to the heart of the matter to solve the problem instead of trying to figure out who's right or wrong. So I think those, those years of restaurant, uh, restaurant management have taught me you know, how to just uh, put the customer number one no matter what. Interesting choice of words, and I think a learning moment here on Critical Mass Radio Show, take yourself out of the equation. That, that, is a, that says, I hear, I hear that, and I think take the emotion out of it and, you know, right. take your perspective and put it on the shelf and listen to learn. That's right. great. Just try Thank to you. figure out what the customer is thinking and solve that problem and move on, so. We're going to take our final sponsorship break here on Critical Mass Radio Show, Jim. When we come back, I'm going to ask you to explain how Eagle Rider's tagline, We Rent Dreams, is experienced in the customer when they come to your shop. That's a very powerful and aspirational saying, We Rent Dreams. And I think we're going to have a little bit of fun with this conversation, ladies and gentlemen, so you stay tuned. We're going to come back with Jim Williams, General Manager of Eagle Rider Motorcycle Rentals here in Southern California, Newport Beach. But first, we're going to spend just a few minutes with these sponsors.
if you are an Orange County business executive, this message is for you. Do you ever feel isolated with no place to turn for advice or feedback? Who holds you accountable to your commitments in your company? Where do you find the right resources to help you and your company grow? If you have these questions, then Critical Mass for Business might be the answer for you. Critical Mass for Business is committed to helping you make better decisions. These are groups of peers running businesses just like you, providing a great sounding board to test ideas and concepts, review plan and goals, and present issues and opportunities for discussion. The result is improved strategy, accountability, people, and execution skills. If you are interested in learning more, go to www.criticalmassforbusiness.com and learn more about our executive peer group. Smart Business Network is a business-to-business multimedia company providing insight, advice, and strategy for C-level executives of fast growth, middle market, and large companies. As one of the nation's largest publishers of local management journals, under the Smart Business name, Smart Business Network publishes 19 regional print editions, presents dozens of large and small-scale business conferences and award programs, and produces a vibrant interactive digital media presence. For more information, visit us at www.sbnonline.com. Welcome back to Critical Mass Radio Show. Jim Williams is our guest. Jim, tell us about your experience with how your, uh, your outlet, your business, delivers on the statement, We Rent Dreams. Well, Rick, um, you know, we don't, we're not renting transportation. You know, you don't just get from one point to another point, point A to point B, when you come to Eagle Rider. And, you know, I, I have to say also it's not just at this location, but it's, it's ingrained in the Eagle Rider uh, mentality. It's in our DNA that when people come here, they're fulfilling a dream, something that they've thought about, something that they wanted to do for their whole life. So um, when people come here, we try, we try to acknowledge that and we try to treat them uh, like, like they are really living a dream that they've had their whole life. Just last week I had a guy come um, from Hungary, and his dream was to ride a motorcycle uh, down the coast of San Diego. And he was like a, a school kid uh, before Christmas. He was so excited to be doing that. So when you see that, when you see that excitement and that emotion, you just can't help but take, take your service to the next higher level to, uh, to really uh, fulfill that whole dream. So it, for me, it's exciting. It's not just, it's not just you, know, giving, you know, giving somebody the keys to a motorcycle and waving goodbye. So. Yeah, I, I have to believe that there are some pretty well-outfitted Europeans, let's say, who come with all the appropriate garb that they believe they should be wearing. I, I just have to imagine that you've seen some really, you know, interesting people, that, like you said, who are youthful in their enthusiasm about this opportunity to, to rent your Harley and go for a ride. Well, they're, they're, it's almost like they're dressing up for Halloween. They're put, you know, they, they figure out what to wear, they go buy it, and, and you know, they're living... They're, they're, they turn into somebody else for you know a week or ten days, so it's 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 really exciting. And and, and that comes back to your earlier guy principle, I believe, which is exceeding customer satisfaction because it's logical t- for me to see if these people have a very heightened excitement level for the experience, and if anything is just not quite right, it can really affect them because they probably have spent a lot of time and. And, and associated money with the outfits and stuff to get ready for this ride, you really need to make sure that they 
you deliver on their planned experience. That's a high, uh, that's a high watermark, I, I would think, to be able to commit and deliver that to your clients. Yeah, you know, it's funny because we had a guy about a week, about two weeks ago. He was he's doing an around the world in 80 days trip, and part of his trip here is he he picked up a motorcycle here and dropped it off in New York. So I mean, that's something that he's been planning his whole life, and and you know, to be oh. part of that was was awesome. Wow, that's quite a ride, huh? Cross country. Yeah, that's impressive. Uh, he had a great time, I tell you. Wow, I can only imagine the pictures and the stories and the rest that must go along with. What a neat business to be in after all your experiences. What a fun, what a fun way to spend a few years or whatever your career plan is here, Jim. I think doing this is wonderful. Yeah, thanks. Oh, okay. Let's let's get off to Giddy Fest and ask you a harder question. Okay. Tell me about a challenge current challenge facing um, either the brand, the business, and what, what you guys are doing about addressing that challenge? I, you know, I think our, the, the, the biggest challenge we had, this is uh, we're just into our second year of business, and, you know, the first year of business is always tough as we try to figure out controlling costs and market and stuff like that. Um, but the thing that we noticed most was that uh, the peak seasons we were busy, and then the off seasons we've been real slow, and it was a real challenge from a cash flow standpoint in those off seasons. So what we're trying to do, our challenge right now, is trying to do diversify into to other areas that'll help augment those slow seasons, so we don't have those, you know, those cash flow challenges. So um, we're getting into more service, we're getting into motorcycle sales. And then one of our owners is um, is a is a European. He lives in France, and he's uh, formed a uh, a tour company in Europe. And we're going to be supplying all the motorcycles for that. So, I think those challenges. You know, any challenge, uh, any any new business has certain challenges in, in uh, identifying and penetrating their markets. Um, and for us, it was just how to how to even out. Our, our business cycle so we don't have those peaks and valleys. So I think it's going to work for us. You know, that's as you're saying that, I'm thinking there are probably franchise, franchisees in markets that are northern, you know, U.S., where in the winter you really get no motorcycle rentals, at least here in Southern California. You could almost rent a motorcycle. I understand it's, it's a, you know, more of a seasonal thing, but there's, there's almost a, a year-round opportunity to at least rent a bike. In other parts of the market, I'm sure they're totally shut out, you know, after winter sets in kind of a thing. Yeah, we're, we're fortunate in that respect because we do have a 365-day season, and uh, people in either desert or in, in winter countries, or, or states rather, they actually just close down. So it's, uh, we're fortunate here in Southern California. What can I say? Do other um, Eagle Rider franchisees operate and rent other equipment other than motorcycles? You know, they, uh, some of them uh, will rent different types of motorcycles. Uh, the brand name that we use mostly is Harley-Davidson. Uh, they try to do other, other um, you know, Suzuki's or BMW's or stuff like that. But I think the, the business model that these franchises are going into is becoming part of a larger um, uh, motorcycle shop, a shop that sells and repairs and stuff like that. Um, so it's not their main business. It's just another. It's just another finger in their in their overall business plan. Be able to you know have that kind of wherewithal and marketing muscle to move these initiatives maybe more quickly than a an entrepreneur or a group of investors might be able to do on their own in a market. Right, and we've we've been fortunate. Um, uh, the Eagle Rider uh, Corporation has been a 
a really big support for us. Um, we, uh, we take advantage of all of their marketing strategies and campaigns that they have. We recently uh, began an email uh, campaign where about every month, every other month, we just send an email blast out to all our customers. And, uh, and that has been very, very helpful to us. Because, you know, we looked at the business trends over the, over the years. Some months were slower than others. So we really try to, you know, to, to boost business with specials and stuff in those slow months. And it's been, it's been very successful for us as far as uh, getting our revenue in. The the day that I had a chance to meet you in person and you were gracious enough to give me a quick tour of the facilities, I was impressed with, uh, it's just big iron. I mean, when you've got those bikes sitting there and they're all clean and shiny, man, it is. I can imagine how someone's coming to get one of them must feel like, oh, my God, it's a kid in a candy store kind of a thing. It's It's got to be, you have the helmets and all the rest of the stuff. I mean, it's just it's just such an experience beyond the act of coming in and getting it. It's nothing like getting your rental car out of the rental car. It's completely different. <laughs> yeah, I feel blessed to be in this business. But, you know, it's so fun to have a person come and say, you know, he, oh, he wants to rent a motorcycle and he's not sure. And you just take him out there. And, it's, and you're absolutely right. You just see his eyes light up. And he's just, it's the type of decision that's so hard to make. Do I want this type or this type or this type? It's just... It's it's exciting to watch you know to watch them go through. Oh, I think I want this one. Oh no, me, I'll try this one. And they sit on them and and try to figure out you know which one they want to ride. So it's a lot of fun to to be a part of that. If someone would like to learn more about your business, how do they find you online? Uh, they can go to www.eaglerider.com/newportbeach. That takes us to the corporate website. We also have a a local website, which is www.goedr, that's G-O-E-D-R.com, that has our sales and service and our rental fleet. We're also on Facebook, Eagle Rider-Newport Beach. And they call us here at 949-646-7433. Jim, I appreciate you taking time away from what is your busy season to share a little bit about your business model and the brand and your background and experience with our listeners here on Critical Mass Radio Show. Thanks for being a friend of the program and continued success and growth with your latest venture. Thank you very much for having me on, Rick. Each week we try to bring you interesting local business executives from the Orange County community who we think you can learn from their experiences. Critical Mass Radio Show Series is built on the foundation belief that peer learning is a powerful way for business owners and entrepreneurs to improve themselves and their business. And we bring the power of peer learning to the business world. We're not only doing that here in Southern California, but through our books, our TV show, my speaking, the white papers that I write and technical papers, we're doing it on a national and somewhat international level now, reaching outside off the shores here of the United States into Europe, into Asia, Central and South America as well. And we're very pleased with the growth of the critical mass message. If you know of someone who you think might make an interesting radio show guest on one of our three programs, simply go to our website, www.criticalmass4business.com. You'll find the contact information. Go ahead, send me an email, uh, call me if you'd like. I'm always looking for interesting guests who can share and educate and inform our listening audience who are lifelong learners. 
So I'd like to thank our producer, Paul Roberts, our marketing communications manager, Kelly Faltis, and I am your host, Rick Franzi, saying until the next time we have a chance to talk, here's hoping that all of your decisions move your business in a positive direction. You've been listening to Critical Mass, the radio show, right here on Orange County's only community radio station, OCTalkRadio.net.